hi, welcome back to What Was That Again, your weird destination for all things weird. I'm your host, Elias, and I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Clay. Wyatt. Abdul. Today we're talking about Skylab, which was the first United States space station launched by NASA, which was occupied for about 24 weeks between May 1973 and February 1974. It was operated by three separate crews of three astronauts. Major operations included an orbital workshop, a solar observatory, Earth observation, and hundreds of experiments, including the effects of weightlessness on the human body. Because the project represented the next step towards wider space exploration, NASA threw itself into successfully putting Skylab into orbit. Unfortunately, the agency spent far less time and energy planning how to gracefully bring the space station back to Earth at the end of its mission. Even though Skylab was designed for just a nine-year lifespan, NASA failed to build in any control or navigation mechanisms to return the orbiter back to Earth, because doing so would have cost too much, Administrator Robert Frosch said at the time. This lack of preparation presented a problem in late 1978, when NASA engineers discovered the station's orbit was decaying rapidly. Skylab had become a 77-ton loose cannon. NASA devised a plan to use a new tool in development, the Space Shuttle, to boost Skylab into higher orbit, thereby extending the lab's operational life by about five years. After that, the space station would simply continue to orbit as a shell, like the millions of tons of floating debris now known as space junk. Funding and other issues delayed the shuttle project, so NASA had to come up with a new plan. On July 11, 1979, with Skylab rapidly descending from orbit, engineers fired the station's booster rockets, sending it into a tumble they hoped to bring it down in the ocean. They were close. While large chunks did go into the ocean, parts of the space station also limited littered populated areas of Western Australia. Fortunately, no one was injured, but NASA wasn't completely off the hook. Members of the Skylab investigation team visited the Shire of Esperance in Western Australia to inspect the damage and collect the station remnants. They were greeted with a $400 ticket for littering. In a 1979 newsletter, NASA claimed the ticket was issued as a gag and all in good funds, so NASA never paid off the $400 fine. In 2009, 30 years after Skylab's re-entry, California radio DJ Scott Barley asked listeners to donate money so they could finally clear NASA's books. Though the mayor of Esperance told Barley the ticket had been written off years ago, he and his listeners fundraised the $400 and sent it to the Shire. For his efforts, Barley was invited to Esperance and received a key to the city. Wait, at the time, were there any people in the... Skylab. I would assume, I think everybody was off of it when they brought it down. Otherwise, I think they would have put a lot more effort into bringing it down safely. They would have definitely found bodies. Or maybe not. I don't think they would have, but... I think it was interesting how they only occupied it for 24 weeks, like just six months out of the nine years it was supposed to be up there, and only nine people ever visited it. It says they somehow completed hundreds of experiments in those 24 weeks, though I guess they have nothing else to do. I've always thought it was interesting to try and drink water in space. Yeah, I mean, I guess that, they probably experimented on how things like that act in space. Probably feel really weird. Anyway, I think it is interesting how, like, NASA hires all the smartest scientists and engineers, but they kind of ignored how they're going to get it down from space, even though it was just nine years. So what do you think would have happened if it crash landed anywhere besides Australia? I mean, I think Australia was probably one of the best places for it to crash land, because there's, like, got lots of wilderness where no human would get hurt, but I think they are pretty lucky that there was no injuries or anything. Besides the animals? Well, I don't know if any animals would have gotten hurt, but either, but... Is it all in Australia, or was it in also, the ocean, too? Yeah, a bunch of chunks of it fell in the ocean, too, so it was, they did do a good job, but the words, they were close in context, like, this that's kind of worrying like you're bringing something down crashing from space they were close enough and also nasa said the ticket that they got was a joke but they never paid it and australia or esperance never said that it was a joke so i don't know if it was did they ever pay it i mean nasa never paid it but the 
radio did. In related news, an unplanned communications break occurred during the last Skylab 84-day mission. The mission had a very tight schedule, and midway through the mission, the crew was tired, sick, and behind on their work. Three astronauts decided that only one of them needed to tune into the morning briefing instead of all three, and that they would take it in turn. It worked really well for a while, except that in their fatigued condition, one day they got their signals crossed and didn't have anybody listening to the ground. The astronauts were out of communication for one whole orbit of the Earth, about 90 minutes. In those days, communication was possible for only about 10 minutes at a time, as Skylab passed over ground control stations on Earth. Ground control thought the astronauts were on strike, and the thought spread like wildfire. To the astronauts, that idea had made no sense whatsoever. One said, what were we going to do, threaten to live on the moon? To this day, the astronauts get questions about their strike in space. I think it's interesting how they only missed one communications. Like, if I don't talk to somebody for 90 minutes, I don't assume they're doing something crazy. I mean, you can't really do much up there anyways. Anyway, on to our weird laws. In Georgia, it is illegal to cuss in front of a corpse, which I don't really know why you'd do that or where you'd find a corpse. Is there cameras in the graveyard? Because, like, the corpse, the corpses aren't going to snitch. How do you know? <laughs> they ain't snitching. Maybe they will. And, again, in Georgia, it is illegal to say, oh, boy, like, at all. What else can you say? I mean, I'm assuming you could say anything else you want as long as it's not cussing in front of a corpse. Say, oh, boy, in front of a corpse, you'd probably die. Death penalty for you. Yeah, the the repo will get you. Uh, in Idaho, riding a merry-go-round on Sunday is a crime. Which, yeah, I mean, I feel like the weekend is when everybody would want to go to a fair or something like that. Well, I feel like most people would be at church on Sunday and they don't. For the first half of the day, at least. I don't know. In Louisiana, biting someone with natural teeth is considered simple assault, but if you bite them with false teeth, it's aggravated assault, which I guess means they consider the fake teeth to be weapons. And I think the only way the false teeth would do worse injury would be if you made them to do injury, like fake teeth that you'd sharpened or something. I don't know. Do they still make te fake teeth made out of metal? I mean, I'm sure you could get them like that. That's a thing. George Washington had them out of wood, like they said. Fake metal teeth? I've never heard of that. I mean, I guess if you got metal teeth and sharpened them, that could be aggravated assault. Or you could just sharpen your own teeth with a file. How does that work? It hurt. Well, it I don't think makes, you can feel it, but... It makes my teeth feel fizzy. Have you done it? No, it just... That's you saying that makes my teeth feel weird. What? You've never bitten someone with your fake teeth? What? <laughs> anyway, in Wisconsin... If it is after 3 a.m., you have to fire a flare for every mile you drive. That that sounds pretty dangerous because what if they're in a really dry area and it like the forest is flammable, like really, really flammable, and like the whole thing bursts up in flames? We were driving through Idaho once and we saw forest fires. Maybe it was from people firing their flares. That would be pretty expensive. Yeah, like I feel like the government should give them flares if they want to have that as a law or something. And also, any time could be considered after 3 a.m., like, of the previous day. I mean, pretty much. It basically, just 3 a.m., like, that day, I guess, but I don't know. It's a paradox. Anyway, that's it for us, but if you ask Google how long a cat holds a grudge, we'll give you a specific answer of 16 hours. That's it from us. Bye. Bye. Later. Goodbye. Goodbye.